You're listening to Midlife State of Mind Podcast, hosted by Aaron Beadle and Belinda Fleming, two gals who dish on all the challenges and opportunities that come with this middle section of your life. Each episode, you'll find yourself going between laughter and tears as they cover all the topics you need to know about midlife. Welcome back to Midlife State of Mind. We're your hosts, Erin Beadle and Belinda Fleming. We are thrilled to have you here today, and we want to start off by saying thank you for being a part of our community and listenership. Your support means the world to us. Before we dive into our episode today, we would like to ask for a quick favor. If you enjoy our podcast episodes, will you consider leaving us a five-star rating and a review, especially a review about an episode that was meaningful to you, and then your feedback helps us reach more people and continue delivering the content that everyone loves and enjoys. We've gotten some wonderful reviews. Please keep them coming. Well, today we're going to dive into the topic of resiliency. It's kind of a buzzword, I think. You know, you hear about become more resilient. And what resilience is, is just the capacity to withstand or recover quickly from difficulties and adapt well in the face of adversity. And resiliency is something that we can build in ourselves But it takes, just like if you were building a muscle, it takes practice and time and intentionality. And resilience often does begin with courage. And it's interesting because our most recent episode about facing your fears, it takes a lot of courage to face your fears. But when you face your fears, what are you doing? You're stepping outside of your comfort zone. And that is the same muscle that we want to work when we're building resilience. So as we reach middle age, it's easy to settle into routines. Maybe you are very much in a routine and you won't veer from it, that is keeping you from growing and expanding because you're limiting yourself doing the same things over and over and over. Whereas there can be something really stable and fulfilling about that, but it's also important to open up and expand. And especially if you are in this midlife state of mind and if you're an empty nester, I've been seeing a lot of our friends posting on Facebook, hey, not sure what this empty nesting thing is about. but I'm actually in the Caribbean right now and trying to make the most of it. So isn't that wonderful? Like, like it's some friends of ours, a mutual friend that just posted that. And I had to laugh out loud because yeah, let's do something different. Let's not stay in that same routine. Well, and even just for me as an empty nester, I'm like, I'm going to start a podcast. I'm going to go back to school. It's easy to, like you said, to just kind of settle and stay in the routine. But that, that isn't really, you know, we should be living these fulfilling, vibrant lives. We're at the prime of our life. Absolutely. It's an exciting time for us to be in this middle aged phase of life. I mean, I've joined an art club, a book club, every kind of club you can think of because I want to continually challenge myself and build new experiences for myself so that I can grow as a person. I'm always looking to try to see if I can, you know, become a better version of myself the next day. I'm never in competition with anyone else, but I'm always in competition with my, not competition with myself, but I'm always growing each day. Yeah. Trying to like be better than I was yesterday. Well, it's interesting because in order to go out there and try all of these 
these different things, you're actually opening yourself up for maybe you're good at something, but maybe you're not good at something else. And so you're learning, even at this stage in life, we can still learn about ourselves, and we can still give ourselves permission to let failure be a part of the process. So failure is a natural part of life. And I feel like that we're at the age right now where we really shouldn't worry about what someone else thinks and what someone else is doing. That comparison game is a trap. And resilience actually involves opening yourself up and being comfortable with learning from an experience, even if you failed at it. Well, and some of the biggest inventors or most successful people, the road to their success, I know that one of our mutual friends, and we talk about an overnight success, but he says an overnight success that took 10 years or took 20 years. And some of the most successful people in business or in life, if you were to talk to them, they had failure after failure, you know, things that didn't work or or like the Dyson inventor, the guy that invented the Dyson vacuum cleaner. I think he had like, I mean, don't quote me on this number, but like 400 models before we're going to fact check Aaron after <laughs> yeah. this episode, guys. I'm like, go ahead to Google. But <laughs> I remember reading how he had all these prototypes before he finally got the one. Also, just even talking about that with podcasts. When I was doing research, the average person that launches a podcast does less than seven episodes because you don't immediately get the downloads that you think like, oh, I have this great idea for a podcast and everybody's going to want to listen. But you're a nobody from the state of Maine. But it doesn't mean you shouldn't try. Absolutely. I was like, I'm doing it regardless of whether I have one download or I have, you know, 5,000. So what we're saying is embrace the art of learning and embrace the art of setting setbacks being part of the process because we learn and grow from the setbacks too. Yes. And it builds resilience. Absolutely. And especially in our, that's where I think as children that we will do our kids a disservice if we make things too smooth for them. You are spot on because as parents, we are doing a disservice and they will have a rude awakening when they get out into the real world where mom and dad can't always go and fix everything. And building resilience does start as a child. It really does. Absolutely. Yeah. Why have four core components that can empower you to withstand and learn from difficult experiences? So helping you to build resilience through adversity. The first one be connection, connecting and building relationships with empathetic and understanding people. Belinda and I do that for each other. We're always the one that we, I'm a sounding board for her. She's the sounding board for me. She has other friends that do the same for her. And then having hard conversations. You know, you're one of my friends that will tell me the truth. I'm one of your friends that will tell you the truth. It's not always just letting you... It isn't always rainbows and unicorns, right? right? It's real conversations because we want friends that actually can be honest with us. and well, can, that care about us. And enough. that can give us a different perspective. Because sometimes we can't even see the forest or the trees if we're so, you know... Cloud- In the thick of it. Right, right. And so I do want want those kinds of friendships and those kinds of friendships do build resilience over time in the friendship itself and also when you go out into the world and you're interacting with other people the relationship that you have with a solid friend that can tell you the truth and tell you things where maybe you know we need to see a different perspective that's worth gold to me and then of course we always advocate wellness taking care of your body through sleep through hydration you know when you've had a a good night's sleep and you're you're moving your body and you're eating properly, then you're more able to handle adversity and exercise that resilience.
resilience muscle. Mindfulness, so practicing any type of mindfulness, meditation, prayer, journaling, and then avoiding negative outlets. So staying away from drugs and alcohol because drugs and alcohol are things that numb you. Basically take a wet blanket to your resilience because they they just undermine the resilience that you're building. Well, adapting to change is part of the process of just the human experience. And if you are self-medicating in ways that you are getting numbed from the actual experience of going through whatever's happening in your life, it is interesting that a lot of us want to avoid feeling uncomfortable. And so we actually create this pattern of avoiding, avoiding, avoiding. And we're going to stunt our growth in whatever stage of life that we're in. I guess what I'm trying to say is that resilience affords us the ability to adapt to change and not be broken by things that come along. Like you don't want to be at a point in life where whatever life is throwing at you that you don't have the wherewithal to weather the storm. Another component is meaning. So finding meaning in your life. So that could be throughout from helping others, volunteering, and then being proactive. Like you were saying, facing your problems head on. It is uncomfortable at first, but like the more that you do it, like we have talked about in other episodes, exposure, the more that you do it, the easier it becomes. And then moving towards a goal so that you can, if you know that you're going to, if you have a difficult task or a difficulty, breaking it down so that you can handle it in smaller segments and practice your resilience as you move through those. Well, I think it's important to understand that our resilience fuels our determination to chase our dreams. So we're talking about goals, but also don't forget to dream. Dream big, right? And let go of those negative beliefs that you can't have the dream. I think it's very important. So with resilience, we keep pushing forward and we keep expanding our edges. We talk about that in yoga practice a lot. And it is very powerful to expand your edges. And it's interesting because when we talked about our recent episode about fear, every time you face a fear, and even if it's just this gradual step, you're expanding, you're growing, you're getting to this place where the fear doesn't have power over you. And every time we face a fear, we're building resilience. That is, that's number four, is embracing healthy thoughts. So keeping things in perspective, accepting change, maintaining a positive outlook, and learning from your past. And that's one of my favorite things when I would teach classes is, let's say they're holding a pose for a long time. I'm like, look at your willingness to hold this pose. Look at the thoughts that you're saying. You're probably saying to yourself, like, Erin, when are we going to move on from this? But I'm helping them build resilience. You can do hard things. Right. All you have to do is you just need to get your mind right and your body will follow. You know, so in in the instance of a yoga class, you will talk yourself out of something faster in your mind than your body will talk you out of it. Well, I agree. And the wonderful thing about this episode today is that everyone's resilience is inspiring someone else. So I challenge you to witness witness those around you that you experience in their life this profound resilience because we all have people around us that we're like, wow, it is amazing what they have gone through and the example that they have set. And they raise the bar for all of us. And when we witness it in others, it gives us the ability to embrace our own life experiences and become more and more resilient as a result of it. We can find our hope and our strength 
in our own resilience, we can find hope and strength in looking at other people facing whatever challenges that they are. And the human spirit is made for this idea of resiliency. Absolutely. I follow a lady on social media who lost her husband and her two children. And she is a yoga teacher, which is why I think I follow her. And even in the face of all of that adversity and loss and just pain, like a pain I can't even imagine. She is, I mean, I'm not saying she's had an easy time because she has chronicled this whole process of grief and to see her resilience to come back. And it hasn't been fully, she's changed. It's a healing journey, right? But she is pushing forward. It's like, like you said, the human spirit. I'm actually reading a book. This is a little bit along the lines. I'm reading a book right now called Mind Over Medicine. And it talks about the power of your mind. And it it does tie into resiliency in the sense of how people will get a diagnosis, let's say a a diagnosis of cancer or a life changing. Exactly. And even maybe a terminal diagnosis. And they're like, no, no, I'm going to mind over matter. Yeah, it is. And they end up living a much, much longer life than the person who just accepts it and kind of feels defeated They take it as a death sentence. Right. My grandma, when she was about 80, she moved to Savannah from Illinois. And shortly thereafter, she was diagnosed with kidney cancer. And so, you know, she was 82 at the time and the option was given, well, chemotherapy and, you know, all of that. And my grandma's like, no, I'm not going to do that. She lived to 92. Wow. She never went back. Wow. (laughs) But it was like, she just had the resilience. She had a very strong faith. So she's like, if it's my time, it's my time. And until it's my time, I'm just going to live my life and I'm just going to be resilient and just get up each day and go for my walk. And, you know, and that's exactly pull, what pull she on did. My, well, my, my grandma, I loved her. What was her name? Frida. Frida wore knee highs. My grandma had one pair of pants in her life. It's my mom's mom. She had one pair of pants that she bought one time when they went in the mountains. My, my grandma wore a dress or a skirt every day of her life. And once she got to be in her 90s, or in her late 80s, she stopped wearing pantyhose and would wear knee highs. Right. Well, when I'm 90, I'm going to wear whatever I want to wear, too. Oh, yeah. Well, I can tell you right now, sister, it is not going to be knee highs because I'm like, I can remember as a little girl wanting to wear pantyhose so bad, and my mom said in sixth grade I could wear them, and then I just felt like such a grown-up. I wouldn't wear a pair of pantyhose if you paid me a million dollars. I hear you. I hear you. So, but yeah, so it, it is, it's, your mind is super powerful. And so when you keep things in perspective and you keep this positive outlook, you're going to be building resilience. Well, in essence, resilience does determine our response to life. So the more we can expand and lead this idea, this lifestyle and this mindset that there are no failures that define us, failures actually just build more resilience. In essence, resilience defines us by shaping our responses to life's challenges. And we want to challenge every one of you to exercise that resilience muscle this week and every day, honestly. And practicing that during growth, we have this opportunity to embrace the uncertainty of growth and see it as an opportunity. And also, as we embrace resilience, we actually tap into even more of our potential as we move through life. Absolutely. Our podcast is a place where we can inspire each other to make positive changes and embrace all that life has to offer. Thank you for joining us today on this midlife journey together. We'll see you next week. Bye now. Bye. This has been an E-Squared production.